Um, Open your Bibles with me this morning to Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2, verses 10 through 11. We're just going to let them come off the platform first. I remember we didn't have this many. (laughs) All right, Matthew chapter 2, verses 10 through 11. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. If we were to... Describe Christmas today. If we were to choose one word to describe Christmas, the way the world sees it, I think that word would be gifts. From the time it turns, I mean, it's, it, the temperatures are still kind of high. By the time it gets to October, and it seems as soon as possible, and it seems to me like it's earlier and earlier every single year, Christmas trees start going up when the leaves are still on the trees. And, and commercials and new toys, the next biggest and best and greatest things come out. And they start flooding the airways with the things that you're supposed to buy and the things that you're supposed to want. We see Santa driving BMWs and we see Santa driving Mercedes. I'm not sure which one is true, but I would have thought the guys in marketing would have done a better job than that one. But still, it just floods the airways and so... Very quickly, for so many people, gifts become the central theme of Christmas. Whether it's your central theme or not, it doesn't take long before we all get tied into the craziness of shopping for that perfect gift. And giving gifts to people is an awesome thing. Uh, We receive the greatest gift at Christmas time from God in the form of Jesus Christ. And so giving gifts is appropriate. But it's it's so easy to become consumed, isn't it? If you didn't know it, Christmas is this week. If that's news to you, you're in trouble when it comes to the gift department, all right? How many of you were out shopping yesterday? Crazy people, right? It's nuts. There's holiday joy and holiday peace at every place except the parking lot and the stores and the lines. Then it goes out the window. But honestly, you know, we chase these things. If, if your kids are anything like mine, they're probably nothing like mine, but, but at least one of mine had a Christmas list, I think, in October. Already, There are no surprises for this guy in my house. He knows exactly what he's supposed to get and the day I'm supposed to get it for him. And he expects it. And I'm sure you probably have some lists, and some of them might be some extravagant lists. I've seen some of them. Some of you guys have shared your list with me, and it's actually crazy the thousands of dollars you're supposed to come up with to buy these gifts. And so gift-giving is a huge part of it, and, and we go crazy looking for different gifts. You know, for someone who maybe not too close to us, maybe we can kind of check the box and get something that we'll think, man, this will do. You know, this is good. This is nice. But then when it comes to those most close to us, we try to get them something special. When it comes to a husband or it comes to a wife or it comes to children or boyfriends or girlfriends or fiancés, whatever the case might be, family members, 
a lot of us go around looking for the most, the perfect thing, which gets tough every year, right? But we're looking for this, this perfect thing because gifts communicate so much to us and to the other person. Sometimes the greater the expense of the gift, it really communicates the greater sacrifice. I mean, you get something that's really expensive, you may not even like the gift, but when you find out how much it is, you think, man, they really sacrificed a lot to give this to me. Man, that says something. It's not really the item itself so much as the heart behind it. But So a lot of us, we go into it with this, trying to find the best possible gift. But some of us struggle. And for, for you guys this morning who are still struggling, I, I want to help you out a little bit and give you some ideas, at least from the world's point of view, of some pretty fantastic, amazing gifts. So you might want to get your pen and paper out to write these ones down, because these are indescribable, these are elaborate, these are amazing, and these might be what you need to get this Christmas, just to bring that bit of joy and peace and happiness to that loved one. The first one is, I'm not even pronouncing this right, probably the Blanc Chateau BMW 328 Premium Collector Children's Car. Children's car. This is for your child, folks, and it's coming in at only $21,300. Now, I understand for some of you, a few of you, that might be out of your price range, but for those who can't quite afford that, there's another thing here. It's the Seeds Milano toothpaste squeezer. Squeezing toothpaste with your fingers is a thing of the past. We now need machines to do it, and this is only $205. Something that, if we put our pennies together, we might be able to afford. And if that's not quite your speed, there is the Chanel Alligator Boy Bag. $28,000. You can carry it when you go and buy your children's car. <laughs> Some of you, how many of you guys got an iPhone 6 this year? iPhone 6. A few of you? No? Anyone get the gold one? I know some of our staff got the gold one. Well, I know when you got the gold one, you got home, you're all excited, but then you were heartbroken because you realized it wasn't pure gold. It's just the coloring. But for those of you who really wanted the pure gold iPhone 6, they have it for you. It's 24 karat gold. It's $4,500. And this piece of electronic genius can be yours. <laughs> I was stumbling for the words. For a nice stocking stuffer, Kimberly McDonald came out with this 18-carat multi-stone rose gold earrings for $46,900. And so, folks, let me tell you, if you don't know what to get, these are a few gifts, ideas for you, and you are welcome for them. Isn't it crazy? Isn't it crazy? You see, okay, they're selling this because people are buying them, all right? If they weren't buying them, they wouldn't be selling them. We may all laugh and go, it's crazy, but... People buy them, and because people are just crazy about this kind of stuff. The more finances they get, the more they want to, want to, 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 to I guess, spend on their loved ones, or maybe it's about themselves, maybe it's more status. But in the end, everyone is trying to get these perfect gifts, and for each one of us, it may be different. But I do want to tell you this. In just a few short days from today, adults and kids alike will gather around incredibly overly decorated Christmas trees, and... They will hope to unwrap some Christmas joy and happiness. And some of us, some of you, some people will open up gifts. That will bring them some kind of happiness, some kind of joy. It will be exactly what they wanted. But there will be many that open gifts and will be disappointed. Some of the gifts won't fit right. 
Some of the gifts will be the wrong color. Some just won't be liked at all. And so for some of them, their excitement and joy and anticipation of Christmas Day might turn to frustration and anger where those gifts just aren't quite what they thought they would be and aren't quite what they wanted. And maybe they got what they thought they wanted, but when they actually came to using it or putting it on, it just didn't fit, didn't work right. And the only lines that are longer than the lines before Christmas Day will be the lines after Christmas Day at customer service. As people take these beautiful, lovely gifts that you spent hours hunting for and return them and exchange them for something else because they weren't quite as perfect as they thought they were. They weren't quite as magnificent. They didn't quench that hunger for this thing that they wanted, and so they will go back and return them. But I want to tell you that this is more than just a picture of Christmas. Really, guys, this is a picture of life today. We only get to see it lived out at Christmas time when it comes to gifts. The truth is people spend a lifetime looking for something. What it is exactly, they couldn't even tell you themselves. All they know is there is something missing and they don't know what it is, but it is something. What is it for them? All they know is whatever it might be, it will bring some, the hope is that it will bring some sort of fulfillment. The hope is that it will bring some form of self-worth or it will take away the emptiness and replace it with joy and peace and it will quench my thirst and my hunger that is raging inside of me for what it is I don't even know. And so people will spend a lifetime looking for this it. And many of them have found it at times, at least they thought they found it at times. For some, they found it in a relationship, in a marriage. For others, it has and continues to be shopping. It isn't just one thing. It is the next clothing item. It is the next jewelry. It is the next car. It's the cell phones. It's the houses. And they go from the biggest to the biggest things every year having to upgrade. And it is just never quite enough. For others, it is their careers. It's what gives them self-worth. It's what gives them identity. It's what gives them purpose. For others, it becomes food. They've tried other things, and it becomes food, and they chase food just to get some feeling of happiness or joy. And others, it, it becomes drugs, and they go from one high to another high, constantly seeking the, the, the feeling that those drugs give them. And others, it's alcohol, but see, then, just like the day after Christmas, those things that promise such fulfillment, such joy, such peace, such happiness are being returned because it didn't fit. <coughs> it wasn't the right size. It didn't work. It wasn't what they thought it was. In fact, we see this all the time. Husbands return wives. Wives return husbands. They want new ones. This didn't work wasn't the right fit, wasn't what I thought it would be. Shoppers take it back only to exchange it for some other it that will only bring emptiness. And the addict switches from one drug to another, hoping for a greater high. And in their darkness, they stumble around lost. And so we get this picture of people today. 
in all of this, the truth is, God sent a gift at Christmas time for each of us. You know, I'm reminded of Jesus as he sat next to the Samaritan woman at the well in John chapter 4, verses 10. Here's the Samaritan woman, and, and she's been through how many husbands, how many men. In fact, she's coming out to the well at midday because uh, she's been rejected by her own people. And so in her search, in her, her hunger for something in her darkness, she's searching, and she's just left empty and, and alone. And, and she encounters Jesus at the well, and Jesus says this to her. He says, if you knew the gift of God, and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Here the Samaritan woman is, and she's desperate, and she's chasing all kinds of things. And Jesus says to her, what you need is actually right in front of you, and you can't even see it. And when I think about that, I think about where we are today as a society and how so many people are just walking around in darkness and they are struggling. They're chasing one thing after another, longing for some kind of fulfillment, something that's going to replace the emptiness, and they keep coming up short time and time again. And the whole time, Jesus is saying to you, like he said to the Samaritan woman, if you only knew the gift of God that is right in front of you, which is actually within your reach, in your darkness, in all of this, it's right here. You can have it. It has your name on it. If you only knew that, that the real gift, instead of chasing these things of, of, of glittery packages and sometimes glittery people or whatever it may be, if you would just pause for a second and stop it and begin to look around, there's a gift that's been there the entire time. It's a gift that will bring you peace. It's a gift that will bring you joy. It's a gift that will bring you hope. It's a gift that will bring you life. And it's for you. But there it is. This unopened gift. And it sits under the Christmas tree, if you will, from year to year. Never opened. Never touched. In fact, some just push it to the side. See, this gift isn't wrapped like any other gift. This gift isn't wrapped with the pretty paper and the pretty bows. This gift isn't sitting prime in front of everything. You know, let me tell you something. The world wants to put this big fake wrapping on everything and say, this is what it's about. But the wrapping is as good as it gets because the inside holds emptiness. See, this gift isn't like those gifts. Tucked there under that Christmas tree, Tucked there in every dark alley of your life, this gift waits you. This gift isn't just there at Christmas time. This gift follows you around wherever you may be. And in the darkness, people grope for things. They, they grope for hope. They grope for excitement. They grope, grope for, for something that's going to bring some kind of peace. And often they, they see this gift and, and they don't want to go near this gift because it doesn't look like other gifts. In fact, I don't like the way this gift looks. If it looked prettier or if it was more appealing to my eyes, maybe I would go towards it. But I don't like the way this looks. It doesn't look like anything else. In fact, honestly, it looks more like death. It looks more like sacrifice. And as I get closer to this gift, what I actually see are, 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 are blood-stained nails and, and a cross. As I get closer to this gift and I, and I look at it, what I see is my sin and my shame. And that's what this gift is wrapped in. I don't want to go near it because I don't want to have to encounter myself. I don't want to have to encounter all of this. And I don't want to get dirty, but 
in our darkness so much we leave it there. I'd rather play with glittery things. I'd rather try and pretend that the darkness and the emptiness isn't in my life. I'd rather just act like it's not there. If I could somehow push it away, and so let me just push this away because I don't want to go near it. And I'll run after other things. But I thank God that this gift never goes away. That it continues to be there. And so as we go towards this gift, if they would only approach this gift, despite their sin, if they begin to pull out the bloody nails that hold this gift together, if they would begin to take off and embrace and recognize the sin and their shame that covers this gift, that in their darkness, in their misery, in their emptiness, if they would only reach out and dare to open what God has done, they would open up a gift. And in it, as they look into the gift that God has got, their darkness would become light. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. And those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. If they would choose to walk away from the glitter, to walk away from the pretty wrapping, to embrace the gift that Jesus has for them, their darkness would turn to light and their joy would come. Let me tell you something. There are principalities at work that do not want you to open this gift. The enemy that will do anything in his power to keep you from coming near he will try and convince you that in this present, in this gift, wrapped in your sin and wrapped in your shame and wrapped in the death of Jesus Christ is something too costly for you. What makes a gift more precious is the cost and the price of that gift. What I so love about God is that it was in your darkness and it was in my darkness that he saw us. It was in our darkness he saw us stumbling around trying to grab something to bring joy, something to bring peace. And he looked upon you in your sin with love. And because he loved you, and because he loves you, he doesn't want you chasing emptiness. And because he loves you, he sent the most precious and costly gift of all, the life of his son, who would come to this earth and carry your sin and your shame and your darkness and take it to a cross. And he says, if you will believe in him and you will receive the gift that he has for you, when you open it, your darkness will become light. And he will give you peace and he will give you joy. And he will take you places that no other gift can take you. The real gift of Christmas is Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. This gift 
has your name on it. This will be the most unopened gift at Christmas this year. This gift will be the least shared gift at Christmas this year. I know Christmas can be a dark time for so many people. I know Christmas, with all of the joy and all of the lights and all of the presents, can honestly highlight the emptiness and darkness in so many of our lives. And I'm not just talking about those who do not know Jesus Christ. Even for those who know him, it's past hurts, abuses, and pains that can resurface at Christmas time. If you will truly embrace the gift of Jesus Christ, his light will overshadow your darkness. His light will overshadow the abuse because he died to set you free from that. I want to challenge you this morning. Embrace him this Christmas. Embrace him into your darkness. There's no way that your darkness can stay dark when you bring his light in. Because his darkness cannot conquer that. And there are those of you that are in this place this morning that honestly, the darkness that you're sitting in right now represents your light. There are those of you sitting in this place this morning that for years have been pushing away this gift, pushing it away. It's too much sacrifice. It looks too scary. I don't like the message. It's not wrapped the way I want it wrapped. Let me tell you, it's not in the wrapping than the contents of the gift. And to receive Jesus, we need to admit and recognize that he saw us in our sin, that we're guilty of our sin. But because he lives, because he came, because he died, he will give us life. Will you stand to your feet this morning? I want to ask our prayer leaders to come forward this morning and make themselves available just to pray. The greatest gift you will ever get is this one. But can I encourage you this morning? Some of you have got this and had this gift and had this gift for a while, but I want to ask you, in all of your gift giving from year to year, how many times have you passed this gift on? To give this gift, you've had to receive the gift for yourself. I want to pray and then I want to open up these altars, and I just want to encourage you, this Christmas, let his gift remain a central theme. This Christmas, my prayer is that those of you walking in darkness will walk in his overwhelming light and love and forgiveness and peace. And this morning, if you are here and you've never accepted him, I want to tell you, this gift has your name on it. You can't earn it. You can't deserve it. You can't be good enough for it. All you have to do is say, God, although I'm wretched, although I'm full of sin, although I don't even like myself, I want you to change my life. Would you forgive me? And that's all you have to do. You just put out your hands. And he will take it from there. And he will bless you and he will keep you. I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to open these altars up, and I just want to challenge you. Come and spend some time with him. If you've never accepted Christ and you'd like to do that, please don't leave this place this morning without receiving the greatest gift of all. Don't leave here and, 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 and go live out an empty Christmas full of pretty wrapping paper and bows. 
continue on in your emptiness and darkness. Because you don't have to. Lord Jesus, we come before you. God, we thank you for the gifts that we receive at Christmas. God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for the hearts of so many who share, Lord God. That we recognize this morning, Lord Jesus, that they may just be tokens of love, but these tokens that they give to us will eventually wear out, rust out, and waste away. As precious and as expensive as they may be, they are limited, Lord Jesus. But God, the gift that you've given us lasts for eternity. It doesn't wear out. It doesn't wash out. It doesn't rust. It's the gift of love. It's the gift of peace. And you've given it to us, Lord Jesus, and we thank you for it. I just pray, Lord Jesus, for all those in this place this morning that walked into this place, Lord God, maybe wearing a pretty smile, maybe being dressed up and looking nice, and maybe doing their best to act as if they've got it all together, Lord Jesus, but inside they're empty, they're broken, and they're walking and living in darkness. I want to thank you, Lord Jesus, that you brought them in here this morning. I want to thank you that you used someone to invite them, but I thank you, God, that they are here because you wanted to tell them about your gift for them. And I pray, God, this morning, they wouldn't leave having heard a message. They wouldn't leave having seen an illustration of life, but, God, they would leave having encountered you, having you dawn into their life and bring light and love and peace and forgiveness. Would you set them free, Lord Jesus? Let this be a Christmas like never before. God, I pray for those in this place who struggle so hard during Christmas time. God, Christmas only highlights emptiness, brokenness, abuse, broken families, broken marriages. God, I pray for them. God, there's no way the brokenness of life can overshadow your amazing gift. And so I pray, Lord, would you pierce their hearts afresh and anew with your love? God, with your gift of life, Lord Jesus. God, would you just birth and overshadow their lives with your light? God, that every pain, every darkness, and every abuse would be pushed aside as you just come into their life fresh and anew, Lord God. And finally, I pray, Lord Jesus, that this year, this gift would be opened by many. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would encourage us as your followers to share this gift this year like we never have before and truly worship you at Christmas. We thank you. We praise you. We worship you for the amazing gift of your son who would come and take our sin upon him, die in our place, and set us free. In Jesus' name, amen. These altars are open. We want to wish you a Merry Christmas. We have a Christmas Eve service coming up Wednesday night. I encourage you to come from 7 to 8. But spend time praying with them this morning. We love you. God bless.